There is a beautiful cathedral in Milan, Italy, dedicated to St. Mary of the Nativity. It's the third largest church in the world. In 1386, then Archbishop of Milan, Antonio de Saluzzo, began construction on the new cathedral. It was to be the masterpiece of the entire city. All roads either radiated from it or circled around it. There was a lot of excitement in Milan among the people when work began, but little did they know that the cathedral would not be finished for more than 600 years, with plenty of twists and turns along the way. I wonder what it was like for generation after generation of workers to spend their entire lives on a project that they would never see completed. Or for Pellegrino Pellegrini, the chief engineer during the 16th century, to pour his heart and soul into a Renaissance design for the facade that would never come to be, as Gothic would remain the primary style of the cathedral. I wonder what it would be like if previous architects had returned centuries later, only to find a statue of the Johnny-come-lately King Napoleon atop one of the spires. Or when the completion ceremony finally took place in 1965, I wonder what it was like for the Archbishop to look up and see that the ceilings needed restoring once again, and to know that perhaps he would not live to see that next project through. Douglas Young pointed out at our 730 service that um, this is the plight of every junior warden. (laughs) But the thing is that it is hard to give oneself to work that will not be completed in one's lifetime. It is hard to relinquish control over the things that claim our energy and our heart. Sometimes it is hard to pass the mantle on to those who come after us. And perhaps it was hard for Elijah. Today's reading from 1 Kings begins just after God has appeared to the prophet Elijah in the silence at Mount Horeb. In the verses before the ones we read today, Elijah complains that despite all he has done for God, He finds himself alone in the midst of an unfaithful people who want to kill him. God responds, and I have no idea how pastoral this is, but God responds by giving Elijah a to-do list. One, appoint Hazel as king over Aram. Anoint Jehu as king over Israel. And anoint Elisha son of Shaphat, as prophet in Elijah's place. Now when Elijah finds Elisha hard at work plowing the field, he tosses his mantle over Elisha. Elisha responds faithfully and wholeheartedly by burning any bridge to his previous life. He slaughters the oxen and cooks them over the broken remains of the plow. Then he becomes Elijah's servant and follows him. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us whether or not Elijah's heart was racked with ambivalence at calling the one who would later replace him, the one who would finish the work that Elijah had begun. Truth be told, of the three commissions given to Elijah by God on Mount Horeb, this calling of Elisha would be the only one that Elijah would actually carry out himself. It would be Elisha who would legitimize Hazel as king of Aram. And it would be Elisha who would anoint Jehu as king over Israel. 
And in this, Elijah joins other prominent biblical leaders who never lived to see the completion of their own work. Moses is called to lead the people from Egypt to the land God has promised them. But Moses himself is stopped short at Mount Nebo. He doesn't get to enter the land. It is Joshua who leads the Israelites across the Jordan River and into the promised land. David is considered the greatest king of Israel. Yet it is under his son Solomon that the kingdom reaches its greatest wealth and the temple is built in Jerusalem. When it comes to the work of our lives, our tradition is full of those who must pass the mantle. But passing the mantle can be hard. For one thing, it means giving up control or giving up the illusion of the control, more likely. We've all experienced what it's like to become so invested in our work or so focused on a particular project that we begin to think of that work as our own and not as a piece of God's work that has been entrusted to us. We begin to see our work as a standalone entity and not as part of the greater story of God's work in the world. We become so sure that we know the right thing to do that we can't hear the Holy Spirit suggesting an alternative plan even if our life depended on it. When we make an idol out of our work, out of our ministry, then it becomes hard to pass the mantle. Passing the mantle can be difficult in other ways too. Growing up, I spent many a summer in South Georgia with my maternal grandparents. The house would be full of people, and my grandmother would stand at the stove dishing up these bowls of homemade Brunswick stew and grilling buns for barbecue sandwiches. We never bought any barbecue sauce growing up because my grandmother made enough for all of us. Everyone in the family, even in the whole town, knew that her barbecue sauce could beat any commercial sauce hands down. My grandmother guarded that recipe with a vengeance. No one knew exactly what was in it. My sister and brother, the cooks in our family, have spent many years trying to replicate that sauce, and they've come pretty close. But I think my grandmother defined herself in some way by that sauce, and that she never gave the recipe to anyone because to do so would have, for her, felt as if she were giving up her identity. At times, passing the mantle can seem like we're losing our identity. Sometimes a mantle can be hard to pass because it has become so heavy. We need someone to help us lay it down. I'm reminded of a minister friend of mine who for several years had been carrying around her mother's ashes as she moved from town to town. Recently, she decided that it was time to find the ashes a final resting place. One day we scattered the ashes under a tree and we said prayers together. She left me a note which said simply, My mother's ashes had become very heavy. Thank you for helping me lay them down. Sometimes mantles can become too heavy to carry alone. And passing the mantle to someone else instead of just trying to lay it down ourselves reminds us that we are not alone, that we do not shoulder all the responsibility for what will happen, that there are others who will help us carry the mantle until we are strong enough to let go of it. In other words, passing the mantle can be the answer to Elijah's complaint that he alone is left to do God's work. So passing the mantle can be hard. 
and yet it is a good and necessary thing. After all, passing one mantle allows us to take up a different mantle that may be more life-giving or more fitting for a particular time in our life. The ability to pass the mantle allows us to grow and change physically, spiritually, situationally, and vocationally. It's just that as Richard Bohr reminds us, even though we know that change will bring new life, it still always feels like dying at the time. The truth is that we are always passing things. We are always in that middle between giving and receiving. And this is what it means to be alive. We pass plates and notes and salt and pepper shakers. We pass down clothes, furniture, knowledge, and love. We pass on our jobs, our ministries, our hopes, and our dreams. We pass on partially constructed cathedrals, never-ending searches for God, and always shifting identities. As we do this work of passing things from one to another, we are not just building the kingdom of heaven. We are the kingdom of heaven. Because this is what makes a community guided by the Spirit, that we pass things to one another, opening our hands to both let go of what we're holding and to receive what is being offered. It is the very continuing process of emptying and filling that we find within the very life of God, within the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, each pouring themselves out in love for one another and for the world, only then to be filled once again by the love that comes flowing back. What would it be like if we actually believed in this kind of grace and abundance? If we could trust that in opening our hands to give, we would also be opening them to receive. That in emptying ourselves, we would also be creating the space to be filled. We all have mantles to pass on, and we all have mantles to take up. So what if we spent some time, some time this week in prayer, imagining ourselves at the altar rail with our hands lifted up, asking the question, what do I need my life to be emptied of so that my hands will be open to receive? <laughs>